1: Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 22, titled "Prithu Maharaj Meeting with the Kumaras," uh, this morning, text number 16. I'll say it after me: Viyaktam,
0: Yadaram, Vy Atma Vatam, Anavaram, atma, 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 atma Bhagavan, Bhagavan. Anuka Ye Mam, Siddharupi, Charati, Ajaha, Vyakta Matma, Vatam Matma, Vyakta Matma, Vatam Matma, Siddha Charatyajaha Vakam Atma Atma
1: Ajaha Ajaha. Ajaha. Narayana Narayana. Translation By the way, this is Preetu Maharaj speaking this verse and addressing the four Kumaras. So he says, The Supreme Personality of Godhead is always anxious to elevate the living entities who are its parts and parcels. And for their special benefit, the Lord travels all over the world in the form of self-realized persons like you. Srila Prabhupada's purport. There are different kinds of transcendentalists, namely Gyanis or impersonals, the mystic yogis, and of course, the devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Kumaras, however, were both yogis and yamis, and finally muktas later on. In the beginning they were impersonalists, but later they developed devotional activities. Therefore, they are the best of the transcendentalists. The devotees are representatives of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and to elevate the conditioned souls to their original consciousness, they travel all over the universes to enliven the conditioned souls about Krishna consciousness. The best devotees are Atmavat, or those who have fully realized the Supreme Soul. The Supreme Personality of Godhead, as Paramatma, is sitting within everyone's heart, trying to elevate everyone to the platform of Krishna Consciousness, therefore he is called Atabhava. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is always trying To give the individual soul the intelligence to understand about himself. He is always with the individual as a friend, sitting by his side, uh, sitting by the side of a friend, excuse me, he is always within the individual as a friend sitting beside the side (coughs) of a friend. And he gives facilities to all living entities according to their desires. The word atma is significant in this verse. There are three different kinds of devotees namely, the Kanishta adhikari, madjama, adhikari, and uttava adhikari the neophyte, the preacher, and the Mahabharata, or the highly advanced devotee. The highly advanced devotee is one who knows the conclusion of the Vedas in full knowledge. Thus he becomes a devotee. Indeed, he is not, not only is he convinced himself, but he can convince others on the strength of Vedic evidence. The advanced devotee can also see all other living entities as part and parcel of the Supreme Lord without discrimination. The Madhyama Adhikari preacher is also well-versed in the Shastras and can convince others also, but he discriminates between the favorable and the unfavorable. In other words, the Madhyama Adhikari does not care for the demonic living entities, and the neophyte Kanishta Adhikari does not know much about Shastra, but has full faith in the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Kumaras, however, were Mahabhagavatas because after scrutinizingly studying the Absolute Truth, they became devotees. In other words, they were in full knowledge of the Vedic conclusion. But in the Bhagavad Gita it is confirmed by the Lord that there are many devotees, but a devotee who is fully conversant in the Vedic conclusion is very dear to him. Everyone is is trying to elevate himself to the highest position, according to his mentality. The karmis, who have a bodily concept of life, try to enjoy sense gratification to the utmost. The Gyanese idea of the highest position is merging into the effulgence of the Lord. For the devotee's highest position is preaching all over the world the glories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, the devotees are actually the representatives of the Supreme Lord. And as such, they travel all over the world directly as Narayana because they carry Narayana within their hearts and preach His glory. The representative of Narayana is as good as Narayana, but he is not to conclude like the Mayavadis, that he has become Narayana. Generally, a sannyasi is addressed as Narayana by the Mayavadis. Their idea is that simply by taking sannyas, one becomes equal to Narayana or becomes Narayana himself. The Vaishnava conclusion is different as stated by Shri Vishwanatha Prabhupada Tako sakshat varith hai bhavita shastra hai eva sampit kintu prabhuya priya eva tasya bandegro shri charana randam according to vaishnava philosophy a devotee is as good as narayana not by becoming Narayana, but by being the most confidential servant of Narayana. Such, a great, such great personalities act as spiritual master for the benefit of the people in general and as such a spiritual master who is preaching the glories of Narayana should be accepted as Narayana and be given all respect due to him. तमाम विषय पढ़ाए इस तरह से आएंगे तेरे पास दिखेंगे सारे सारे देवेंद्र दौरे वाले चारे ये विषय चार सुनेंगे और चार से देखेंगे तन चारों पर तुझे चार बिगो So, this is uh, uh, Prithu addressing me for Mars. Come down to see him. They are the <coughs> uh, mind born children of Lord Brahma who elected to remain little children even though they're very wise sages. Interesting to meet them, because they have certain children and they have childlike qualities, like five, six-year-old boys, but they're sages. They're very, very wise. From the beginning, uh, Brahman realized, uh, and Prabhupada mentions in this verse, that these four uh, these, uh, Kumaras, called Chattushan, the four sons, after their names, uh, uh, they travel all over the place, they wander everywhere, uh, uh, just like children, you know, if you have children, they, they wander, That's, uh, that their you have to watch out for them, uh, where they go. So they wander all over, and of course the story is told, that they were, uh, uh, one, one meaning of, uh, uh, they were Atanarama. They they were, fully took pleasure in the self, uh, they had totally self-satisfied, they had no desires for anything else, they had no troubles, they were completely in in peaceful transcendental consciousness, uh, liberated souls. But in their wanderings they happened to come across Lord Narayana, and they smelled the scent of the Tosis from his feet, and uh, they developed attraction, became attracted to the Supreme Personality of God. The thing about Mahatma-rama means one who is fully satisfied with the self. In other words, has everything he wants, is completely at peace, is completely free of all material desires. Yet, when they uh, came into contact with the Supreme Lord, they were attracted to Him. This means, that the qualities—they're not these people are not normals. They are not attracted by anything material. So therefore, the Lord, although He has name, form, qualities, and so on, is—they are not material. So this is this is the the uh, cited to show that the supreme personality of Godhead is. is completely spiritual and has spiritual qualities and activities and features that attract even those who are completely undisturbed uh, uh, and completely aloof from all kinds of material desires. To do anything, to act, there has to be a motive. So people are acting in the world because they want something, Uh, they're after something. They're restless all the time. That means I'm lacking something and I need something to fulfill, uh, want something to fulfill my needs and desires. Yeah? But those who are fully self-realized, they don't lack anything. They have no needs, they have no desires. Yeah? Uh, that's, the, that's, that's their position. But uh, when there's love for Krishna, then there is a, a desire to satisfy the Lord. And you, there's love for somebody, you want to express it. And so this is their expression of their love for Krishna. They become spiritually active. And that, that, that activity is not out of a, 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 a lacking in myself, but out of a fullness of desire. So that the kumaras are acting now uh, t- as an expression of their love for Krishna. And the expression of the love for Krishna is they try to give it to others, uh, to, to uh, 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 satisfy the Lord. Uh, so this is, this is the, the position of the bhakti. The bhaktis. So Prabhupada says they were yogis and Gandhis and then at last bhaktas. Uh, they came to this, uh, this higher position. They developed devotional activities. The, the classic definition of, 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 of bhakti is to engage the senses in the service of the master of the senses. Uh, so it's spiritual activity. People sometimes think that as we see when people act in the world it's because they want something, need something, that all our activities are all activities are material activities, or well, that all desires are material desires. And so then the, the conception of the highest goal is that I become inactive, inert, uh, and, and, and so on retreat from the world, you take a vow of silence and never speak. Uh, This is the kind of idea that that, that people have. These are people who, they're transcendentalists, Prabhupada uses this term, they're transcendentalists in the sense that they are seeking something beyond. I mean transcend means to go beyond, to something beyond the material world. So there's these three, the mystic yogis, the, the uh, Maya bodies, or the impersonalists, to become one with God, uh, 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 and not to see any distinctions whatsoever uh, between myself and, 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 and the Lord. This comes up in this verse, uh, because Prabhupada speaks about it quite a bit at the end, uh, about how the representative of, the, of Narayana, the Lord, are as good as the Lord but they are not God because in this verse the, the word Atma which is in Sanskrit is the reflective pronoun it means self when I say myself yeah. but in Sanskrit the, the word self, self has many references Reference, uh, even in English I, I'm a devotee, I, I know the self is the spirit, When I'm not the body, that's entry level Krishna consciousness, aham brahmasmi, I am not matter, therefore I'm not this body. But, but uh, if, if uh, say, uh, I, I cut my finger, I'll say, I hurt myself. I know I'm not the body, I know the finger is the not-self, but that's the way the language works, like I hurt myself. Uh, uh, so, so the, the, as, as in, in English, self uh, can refer to different things, so in Sanskrit, atma, it can, mean the, can denote the body, it can denote the mind, it can denote, denote the soul, and it can denote the Supersoul has quite a range. In, in, in philosophers, philosophers make a distinction uh, of a word. It has uh, sense and reference. Uh, the sense of the word is the meaning of the term. Reference refers to the class of things it it uh, uh, points to or includes. Uh, the, the, uh, You make a distinction because, for example, uh, you have uh, uh, the morning star and the evening star. Uh, Two different senses, Uh, the the star that appears in the morning and the the first star you see in the morning and the last star you see at night, the morning star and the evening star. Different sense, different meaning. But the reference is the same as the planet Venus. <coughs> so there's a difference between sense and reference. So the, the, this, the meaning, the sense of, of Atma is the same. But the reference varies depending on context. Whether it can mean the body, it can mean the mind, it can mean the, uh, you know, the soul, it can mean the, the Lord. That's because, uh, uh, and and Prabhupada gives us a way of distinguishing and and, and understanding, Uh, first we are mistaken about who we are, and and we identify the self with the material body and the material mind. Uh, So, from Vedic knowledge, the entry-level spiritual (coughs) understanding, I, I am not the body. Uh, we have our, our, our fundamental uh, problem is our mis- uh, not knowing who we are. Who am I? Uh, uh, and so the lady say, you are you're not the body, you're the spirit soul. Uh, you have a body. Generally, conventionally, people in, in Christianity understanding, I, I I I am a body and I have a soul. Uh, uh, but it's the other way around. I, I am a soul and I have a body uh, temporarily. Uh, I always used to wonder, by the way, because because this I had this idea raised in a Christian uh, family that uh, that. Uh, this idea that, that you, you're, you're, you're the body, but you, you have this thing, this immortal soul, and when you die, your soul goes on living. And I kept wondering, why should I, I'm dead. <laughs> why should I care, what this soul is, some kind of like a ghostly liver or something that that goes on somewhere else, you know, that doesn't have to do with me because I died. The, the, this full conception that I, I am the soul, uh, and here, just like uh, wearing one set of clothes today, and, uh, I can take them off and change them, This analogy is used there. So that's a sense of understanding who I am, uh, that, that, that I am. Uh, now the identification of the self with the body is very strong and, and, the, and uh, the process of self-realization, is to, to give up that, that, destroy that identification. Uh, because, of, uh, because of this mistaken identification of ourselves with the material life, and therefore, now, uh, th- therefore, we try to satisfy, what we mean by self-satisfaction, means satisfying the body. Uh, the body has its needs. Uh, we bring our senses into contact with the various objects of the senses. Uh, we feel pleasure and we feel, okay, there's the road to happiness. Krishna tells us that's wrong. Uh, it's a mistake. He says, He, some spotters those pleasures which arise from the contact between the senses and the objects are in fact the source of all misery. That's what he says. Quite an announcement, huh? Tell, tell that to the advertising agencies and the <laughs> merchants of pleasure huh, everywhere. Yeah, he some sparsa job. Some sparse job uh, Sparsha means touch, so you here it means the contact between the senses and the objects. You bring the senses and the objects into contact with uh, with each other, and you feel poga, pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. And so we do that. We feel some pleasure, and we think, okay, that's it. All I gotta do is keep it up. <laughs> Just keep on going, bringing the senses into contact with the objects, and I feel pleasure. <laughs> and, and I do it a few times, and now my goal is just to maximize that. But Krishna said, yonaya evate, these pleasures are the source of all suffering. Now, how can you say that? It's the source of pleasure, I get pleasure. Because these pleasures, he go they have a beginning and an end. And therefore, those who are Buddha, those who are wise, they don't delight in them. They have a beginning and they have an end. So this is what happens. We, we embark in this project. We bring our senses into the contact with the sense object. We feel some pleasure. That's it. But then, after we do that, sooner or later, that contact breaks off the pleasure comes to an end. Uh, Everyone has this experience, one way or the other. Uh, The last chocolate, and then the box is empty. You you meet a girl, have a great time, then she meets some other body, goes away, you know. Uh, Whatever it is you get sooner or later, it comes to an end. Uh, And and you can take a survey of people, if you had this experience that your pleasure came to an end, and they'll say, yeah, we we know that. And when your pleasure came to an end, uh, how did you feel? Well, I have to say, I felt unhappy, sad, depressed, maybe even, you know, bereaved. Totally, totally, completely destroyed when it came to an end. You know? uh, so, why did you feel that way? Well, because I wanted to keep on going. And then you must ask them, how long did you want it to go? Wow, how long can, can I have? Forever? So, the fact is, we are looking for happiness. That never comes to an end. We are searching it in a place where it always comes to an end. It's an incompatible situation. And the sense of, of loss, of, of not getting what we want, of this incompatible situation, uh, Prabhupada describes this as this dissatisfaction, is evidence for the nature of the eternal nature of the soul. We are eternal and we want eternal happiness. It's not available here. And so, then the more we become attached to uh, various objects of the senses, the greater our suffering. And so people are disappointed. At the end, they enjoy a little mental happiness. Prabhupada described this. The end of your life has come, and everything you had is going. And all you can think, well, I, yeah, I, I had some awards, you see, on the wall, my my, my, my awards. Uh, I have a nice obituary in the newspaper coming up, you know. Some people respected me. Of course, there were people that hated me too, but there were the guys that were like, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. A little, a little mental happiness, is, is, is all that's there. Uh, and we wanted so much more. And we have a sense of so much more. That's because uh, we are Atma, and we are related to the Supreme Atma. Uh, uh, and so, uh, uh, like in this way you can see the, the evidence of our spiritual nature. And, that, and, 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 and our original spiritual nature we desire to love, we, but our, our love and our desire to love has no limit. But every every time we place our love on something, uh, we can become disappointed. We eventually become disappointed, because there's, there's separation, it breaks. Uh, there's two ways you can lose love for an object, it can go away and you can keep it in either case, you grow tired of it, you know. Uh, uh, if you, your chocolate box is taken away at the beginning, oh, well, you want more chocolate. If you have, the, you used to eat every single chocolate in the box at the end, you're sick of it. So in either case, it's not uh, not really going to, going to satisfy you. Huh? So this is our, 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 our nature. We, 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 we want it to love and we want it to go on. But every object we place in there, it comes to it. it, it it's it, it's limited. Uh, uh, so this is this is our, our dilemma. We wanted to go on because actually that love is meant for Krishna, uh, and with, with with that love for Krishna, he you never become bored with him. His jokes are always new. Uh, He's always more delightful. His beauty is always increasing. There's no upper limit to Krishna's beauty, and there's no upper limit. Prabhupada has described that. That that, uh, uh, when, uh, actually, He's talking about Radha and Krishna, looking at the deities, of Radha and Dhanvantari. He says that, uh, uh, that Radha uh, looks at Krishna, and uh, she sees how beautiful Krishna is, and she sees how beautiful Krishna is. Her joy increases, uh, and when her joy increases, her beauty increases. Uh, we have material bodies, but generally, even so. When we're happy, we look better. People say, or used to say, that, that uh, you know, even a woman who's not particularly attractive on her wedding day, she's beautiful because she's so happy. That's what they used to say. I don't think it's probably not said before, but that's, that was, uh, you know, because, uh, yeah, you look better. But, of course, there's, uh, it can only go so far because, in, in our material condition, what our mentality is and what the uh, uh, gross material body is like may be quite different, not related. But in, in the spiritual body, Krishna's uh, spiritual body, there's no difference between the soul and the mind and the mind and the body and the mind and the gross uh, body and the soul. Sort of to one thing, the soul, the body the mind are unified. So that when joy increases, beauty increases. So when Krishna sees that Radharani has become more beautiful, he becomes happy. And Krishna becomes more beautiful. And then when Radha sees that Krishna is more beautiful, her joy increases and her beauty increases and so on, it's been, it goes on forever, with no end. This is the actual spiritual condition. This is described by Krishna's Karmicaj and And we're supposed to participate in that, and that's actually our own nature, and until we do that, we will not be satisfied. We shouldn't be rubbing around here in the material world for a few cheap thrills. So the devotees who know this, who, who, who have... Uh, understanding of what actual happiness is and where it's found and what the nature of the material world is. People just have to lie to themselves about the material world. As Dukalayamana Shastatam, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, temporary and miserable. He made it, he would know. Uh, It's certified this way. So therefore people uh, the whole industry to create and preserve illusions. So Prabhupada says here in the purport that, that people are looking for their highest position. And they think the highest position, well, for most people, at least in the United States of America, they think it's having money. You get money and that's their goal. Uh, uh, and, and so, so many things are there to facilitate that. Uh, our temple near Washington D.C. is, when we got that temple, <clears throat> surrounded by empty fields. Uh, not empty, but corn. Things are growing, you know, pretty much. Now it's surrounded by what we call McMansions. Uh, like McDonald's, you know, but they make these huge houses that two people are living in them, but you have to tell many people how many, how large your house is, and so it goes, but they're mass-produced, so they're not original, they're all alike, they're, they're not particularly beautiful, but they've got tons of empty space inside, McMansions, and all sorts, so people get them, you know, because now I've made some money, let me, make sure everybody knows that I have this big, overpriced house, cheaply made, actually. Uh, but, uh, you know, here you have these decorations and the arches made of, of least metal. The mansions have those too, but they're made out of plastic. So this way they're doing, they're getting so many things to fulfill their desires to make themselves happy doesn't work. Uh, the whole economy uh, depends upon this kind of stuff. So people are not satisfied. Uh, they are not satisfied. Uh, and it's the devotees who really want to make people happy. We know the desire of Krishna is actually to bring those people who have turned away back to him. It's satisfy Krishna. And feel compassion for these people. Who, who don't, uh, will not be satisfied in the material world. Because we want Krishna, and really that's innate. Uh, so that, that's what the, the, the devotees travel everywhere and do whatever they can to, to give people what they actually want. And they don't know it at first. Mm. Prabhupada actually, and, but the, the trace of it is there. There's a a passage in the uh, the teachings of Prahlad Maharaj uh, where Prabhupada uh, talks about the instinct of self-preservation. We have, that's one of our basic instincts, we want to stay alive. And it's automatic. there's any danger, we automatically jump aside. There's this basic instinct to preserve, to protect the self. We want to protect the self. Right. But, and when we uh, identify the self with the body, then we're out to preserve and protect the body. Right. But a, a real understanding that uh, this uh, the, the self uh, is not the body, it's the spirit-soul, uh, th- uh, and to preserve and protect the self, then they, that we can come to that that understanding. But then he goes on to say "But the self of the self is Krishna. And so that desire to protect the self is actually love of Krishna. And it just becomes manifest in in, in this way. Prabhupada says the self is the most dear thing. (laughs) And he says that the self is the most dear thing. And we are always trying to to do that, but if we understand what what is the the self of the self, it's Krishna, and so he shows that, that this this basic instinct of self preservation is love for Krishna. So that's that's our na- essential nature. We are lovers of Krishna, and looking for Krishna, and then putting other things in his place because we can't find that. We think of uh, this might. But I want. I want something. I want something wonderful. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's this. And then you would simply have to learn to live with disappointment. Uh-huh. And when you become disappointed, finally you turn to uh, drugs, alcohol, <clears throat> oblivion, uh, uh, and, and so on. Uh, so. The devotees are the ones that are uh, merciful, they care uh, about others, they want to satisfy Krishna, they know that Krishna actually, it's interesting about Krishna that, that he has in the spiritual world uncountable numbers of perfected devotees serving him always. And this, this world here, we, we are meant for that place, but somehow or other we decided to try something else. We have our, here in the material world, what we have our own little God projects. I want to independently be God. I want to, I want to enjoy, and I want to control. I mean, that, that actually, every act of sense gratification is a God project. I take something in the material world, and I want to enjoy it. I am the enjoyer. And then, of course, I have to control it. Uh, that's my God project. Uh, we've got them going on. And some people have very real God projects. Uh, but they would like to think, yeah, I'm the Lord of all I survey. Uh, but sometimes, to achieve that, we survey very little. I worked, once worked in an office. And the uh, first person with the lowest position was some secretary. She had many, many people above her in the hierarchy in the office. She was the lowest paid person. And she controlled the supply closet. So she had a little authority. And there was a closet in which it had the pencils and the papers and the typewriter ribbon. This was a long time ago, there <laughs> were still typewriters, typewriter ribbons and things like that, you know, and they're all under her control. If you needed a pencil or you needed some paper clips and you went to her, you had to
2: <laughs>
1: bow down <laughs> be nice and you know. And then graciously she would give you, and if you weren't satisfying her in this way, by paying your obeisance in the proper manner and showing the proper respect, you wouldn't get what you needed. You'd have to get them out of your own pocket. So that was, he was the Lord of the supply closet. Prabhupada said people want to be the master, and if nothing else, they get a dog. And then (laughs) they're the master. So these, these little things, people are not, people have this little God project. So that's why we're here in the material world. Huh? We wanted somehow or other to compete with Krishna. And so we're here, uh, and so Krishna wants us back. He doesn't need us, I mean, look, what he's, look who he's got. But still, he wants us back. There's a party going on. There's an incredible festival where everyone is increasing in beauty and opulence and talent and skills never-ending. He'd like us to come back. And so those people who know this desire, Krishna, they uh, uh, like the four Kumaras uh, to to give people self-realization. Let you know who you are. And know what the self is, the, 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 the self of the self, the atma of the atma, that is Krishna. And uh, real self-love is love of Krishna. And when Krishna is satisfied, we become satisfied, even in the material world. Prabhupada gives a simple example of the citizen in the Vedas. You give, give food to the stomach and uh, everything else is nourished. Even the material world can become as good as the Kingdom of God by that simple effort of going to the center, of using all energy to satisfy Krishna, and then if Krishna is satisfied, then everyone becomes satisfied. And so actually it's possible that even this material world can become as good as the spiritual world by people becoming Krishna-conscious, of course. Some will always be adverse, but we try to help them uh, uh, get there. So Prabhupada gives here in the purport the different levels of of, uh, uh, the karmis who are trying to enjoy in this world, uh, the Ghanis who are at least seeking transcendence uh, but uh, limited to our impersonal uh, understanding, and then the the Bhaktas who bring people to the highest position. Uh, and then, then he wants to also make the point that, as, as Preacher addresses the Kamars, he's talking to them uh, as uh, uh, that you are the form in which God travels all over the world. They're not God, they're God's devotees. But in your form, God presents himself to others the form of the devotees. And, Prabhupada quotes this uh, uh, song we sing, Shakshad Hari Thwa, to the spiritual master who is. uh, This is often misquoted by devotees in Sanskrit. The expression is Shakshad Hari Thwa. He is is directly, because uh, Mm Shakshad directly, Hari, the Lord, uh, and then. Twina, but the twaina is an instrumental case for the suffix twa. And the suffix twa is like the Englishness, N-E-S-S. Having the qualities or the characteristics of Hari, directly uh, having these, uh, 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 like God, you would say, like Hari, can be as good as God. And that's true, the the devotee who's completely surrendered to Krishna is as good as God, in some ways better because more accessible in the beginning. (laughs) Otherwise God is inaccessible, but the representatives of God are accessible. And so uh, this is, uh, when he sees the Kumaras he knows that now you come here and you're as good as the uh, Supreme Lord himself carrying your Shakshad Haridvina. And so this is uh, the appreciation for the servants of God. So here the Supreme Personality of Godhead is always anxious to elevate the living entities or as parts and parcels and for their special benefit. The Lord travels all over the world in the form of self-realized person. Okay, thank you. Any questions or comments? Yeah. So you describe the devotees because they're connecting themselves with Krishna, so they're awakening their Krishna consciousness and giving up these material desires, focusing on Krishna. You have to see sometimes even advanced devotees while still living in this world and ourselves living in the community. What is the greatest challenge? Sometimes conflict between both seems to be greater than other conflicts we perceive. I, as a side, I may say, I'm feeling this in my current circumstances. Yeah, yeah, sure. All the troubles come to you. Yeah, that's a challenge. F- first of all, of course, uh, 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 as, as we bring in new people into our movement, people will be on various levels of advancement. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, not everyone is advanced. Uh, and the would say that, that, that the people in the movement, uh, at least, they have this goal, they want to serve Krishna. And we have to accept everybody you know, for that, that you, you want to become the servant of Krishna. The disagreement Prabhupada called it transcendental disagreement. Let's serve Krishna like this, no, let's serve Krishna like that. And that's because we're individuals and individuality is good. And Prabhupada has said, in the spiritual world, there's also disagreement. Let's serve Krishna like that. Let's serve Krishna like this. But in the spiritual world, Krishna is really in the center. Our difficulty here is somehow, I may have some idea that Uh, uh, of of my own importance is involved in this matter Uh, in the spiritual world there is disagreement but there's no envy there's no uh, anger Uh, or there may be some kind of anger but you wish everybody well you always wish everyone well Uh, and uh, we fall short of that in the material world uh, even you may, you know, very very good devotees can have bad days, uh, <laughs> and uh, so that's the challenge. the The variety is good. the uh, The differences of opinion are interesting and useful. Uh, but one one may get so interested in his own position, forgets, you know, really, wait a minute. Serving Krishna is the real thing. What will serve Krishna most? Uh, and if uh, I should be free from all envy, if, if if I see that somebody is successful in Krishna consciousness, I should be happy and not feeling, oh, this means I'm not any good, you know, any better than me. Uh, uh, so that's that's the the trick. Uh, that's the, the, the goal is, is to if, if Krishna is satisfied I'm satisfied and if, I, if somebody else is satisfying Krishna better than me that's great and I should help that person that's what that's what's needed and we fall short hmm?
2: oh yes I'm sorry problems speaking the purpose and different types of mm-hmm. and devotees and nearby marking top and we see, we find the scriptures we see directly where we are From the scriptures we can see the symptoms we can identify yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how can start how can we go to a higher level
1: how can you go to a higher level? Well, uh, first of all, it's a good idea to be able to see who's more advanced than you are and associate with those people, by whose company you become improved. Right? That helps. And uh, for me, I, I know very well what, what the path of Krishna consciousness is like. I know all the different stages. From the Shiashtika prayers, you can see how you have to develop as you go further, further. Uh, It's it's one reason the the adjustments you have to make. The difference between spiritual advancement and material advancement is very important to keep in mind. The material world is the path of pride, Uh, and what people consider advancement—getting more and more uh, esteem. status, it's the path of pride, greater, bigger. And the spiritual world is the path of humility. And to advance in Krishna consciousness, the more and more humble you become. Uh, To people in the material world, it looks like a kind of mental disease. They may think of the devotees as having low self-esteem, or even being self-hating. There's songs of Bhaktivinoda Thakur are really, you know, it's one song after another telling how horrible he is, how he has no good qualities, how he's wasted his life. You know, uh, he's speaking like this, and I, there's nothing wrong with him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> say like that. Uh, but that's actually advanced. That, that's highly, that's hi, highly advanced, because, because humility, by the way, just because, because the reason why devotees start to seek out being humble is not because they like it for its own sake, is because as humility increases, love of God increases. And as soon as my false ego is there, my love of Krishna will decrease. So they want love of God. And that 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 love of God is is, is uh, if, it's, if it comes from humility, then they want humility, and, and they seek it out. And this is true of the spiritual path anywhere. Christian saints, everybody knows this. Uh, everybody uh, knows uh, uh, this this fact, but. Uh, it's, it's sometimes people you join an organization like this, you know, and soon you know you're living in places of marble and everything, and you know you you get big positions, and you know people are astonished at uh, Pope Francis now because he actually seems to be humble. They don't don't really <laughs> have seen that all the time <laughs> in popes, you know. I mean, there uh, was a mistake made that, that uh, the head of the, the Catholic Church was also a king in Italy, and that was a confusion of roles. I think that's going to take a long time to recover from. But uh, you can't be a Sannyasi king, you know. They don't work together. This is not how it happens. But uh, that the king is the path of pride, but uh, it's sannyasi, the Sannyasi, the saint, is the path of humility. Uh, 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 and so one has to get a taste for this humility uh, uh, and uh, understand this is how advancement in Krishna consciousness takes place. And Lord you Chaitanya, I am the king know. I am your servant, but now I'm here in this rough material world, you know, I'm falling away. You know, please pick me up. Lift me up, and just just put me among the, the little pollens, or grains of sand and dust, or pollen flakes with bits that are hanging to your lotus feet, just that, you know. I mean, this, you say, why did he feel so bad about himself? <laughs> but this idea of Trinabhapitsunichena, you, you, you should feel yourself, you should feel yourself like, like the straw on the string. You know, that humility, what? How can I do that? You know, look, I mean, I got a college degree, and, you know, I'm good looking, and uh, you know, a lot of money's coming. How can I think myself in this artificial position, like a straw in the street? But actually, it's real Every Every, every jiva is one ten thousand the tip of a hair in size, very little. If you take all the jīvas and look at them together in their state, that's what they look like, like just blades of grass stretching off into the distance, you know, just like that. That's the the body that's actually appropriate to the actual nature of the jīva. In other words, humility is simply realism. That's all. We get real. (laughs) That's what we have to do. And we should should seek this out that way. And if we, we want to advance, uh, and we're sincere, praying to Krishna that we advance in Krishna consciousness, He'll show us the next step. We'll get guided from within, without a doubt. That we'll always know the next, step. Krishna shows the next step. And we take it, He shows the next step. If He shows us the next step and we don't take it, then I mean, you know, we're on hold for a while, I'm sitting there waiting, you know. you take that step, then He will advance. If you look at the whole thing, you go, ah! But we don't have to worry about the whole. We just worry about the next step. <laughs> That's all. I think we must be time for the huh? I don't remember. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>